0: Welcome to the Together for Good podcast, brought to you by Bethany Lutheran Church in Cherry Hills Village, Colorado. Today we have another sermon. This was the sermon preached by Pastor Gary and myself on December 27th. We're doing a little catch-up in uploading these sermon audio recordings. Um, The sermon from the 27th was a a dialogue. First, Pastor Gary and I took time to talk about the the, the first reading for that Sunday from Hebrews chapter 1. And then you'll hear it cut and we'll jump to our second conversation when we discussed John chapter 1. Both are great readings. Both have a lot of really um, incredible significance. And and I also think it's just kind of fun to hear the back and forth between Pastor Gary and I. There's a way that that just generates a little more energy and ideas and excitement. So I hope you enjoy this. Uh, As always, just a reminder, uh, please take time to... Uh, review our podcast on the iTunes store. That always helps. Tell a friend or or share the link with others. We're really hoping to to build up our audience in 2021 uh, so that more people can take part and participate and grow in faith through all this content. That's enough of the commercial stuff though. Let's get into the sermon. This is a sermon from December
1: 27th. I love the way this Hebrew passage starts out, that in many and various ways God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets. And we had as Advent the voice of the prophets, and I was so captured by hearing them again. It feels like I can't, I can't get enough of the prophecies and how they were unfolded and what they meant for us. Advent. It feels like it's always my favorite season every time I come. Part of it because it's so new, and part of it because it's filled with such expectation. And how that fills our spirits and just that desire that it creates in us to learn more, to be more immersed in the prophet's words for us. Every Advent it feels like, I, I could do 12 weeks of Advent, I never get tired of hearing of, of the prophets. But I'm wondering, Pastor Nate, what, you know, what captured you about the prophets and, and what we experience through Advent?
0: Yeah, well, and I, I love that Hebrews passage that's kind of reminding us that these prophets are um, just the beginning and they're leading the way and setting the way for Jesus. And, and so, in particular, I'm not just saying this because you're standing right here, but your sermon about Bethlehem on Advent 3. And talking about the prophet Micah and and the ways that Bethlehem was prophesied about. That someone from the lineage of David would arise. And you talked in that sermon about how Bethlehem was such an unassuming place, right? A little town, one of the smallest little towns in Judah. and, And no one would have expected that to be where the king came from. They were all looking towards Jerusalem. And so it all, right, like, put me in this mindset as I was reading the Christmas story. I was actually leading the Bible study for God's Word for the Week, and we were talking about the Luke 2 Christmas story, and I was thinking about your sermon, about how the the prophecy talked about God showing up in unexpected ways, right? In Bethlehem, where you'd least expect it, and then isn't that exactly what happens with Jesus too, is that it's not just that Jesus is born in Bethlehem, Jesus is born In a manger, right? Not the palace, not even the inn, but the manger. And and on top of that, it was shepherds who came to witness his birth. Not not kings or rulers, although wise men came later, but at first it was just these lowly, no good shepherds that no one liked. So I've been thinking a lot about the prophecies and the way that they tell of the unexpected nature of God. And then I've been seeing that also play out this Christmas season as I re-examine the Christmas story.
1: And I think what's so neat about that is the way that we have this passage from Hebrews that begins this whole chapter about calling us back to the prophets, but then it also talks to us about words of glory. And I actually really love the way Bethany sets things up here. Here we have the manger that you were just talking about, as lowly as it could possibly look, yet we also decorate Mm. with a way that looks glorious, and it's when those two things merge. That Advent into Christmas becomes so alive for us. I love the fact that we are to remember the humbleness that you talked about, but I also don't want to escape the fact that we are called into experiencing God's glory to its fullest, and every time that we can do that, every time we see glory lived out again, what we understand is that… God comes to us. God might come to us in the simplest of ways, and God might come to us in the most glorious of ways. In either case, God comes to us. Amen. This is
0: the Gospel of the Lord and this is my favorite Gospel beginning. I love the way that John starts off and how poetic this whole beginning is. There's almost a rhythm and a beat to the way that John's writing this and the way that he's beginning to tell his story about the good news of Jesus. And what's really fascinating to me is how John clearly had heard the start of Genesis before, Mm -hmm. right? Genesis begins right, in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, and so John decides to start his gospel reading in the same exact way. And there's a lot of similarities between the two, but what's really underlying the whole idea is John's point that, that a new life is beginning through Jesus. That the word becoming flesh is the sign of a new beginning for all of us and it's just so powerful when you think of it that way of like John rewriting the creation story and also kind of calling us back to the beginning and saying that the Word was with God from the beginning. The Word was with God and the Word was God. And so when we think about the Genesis story, God speaks and says, let there be light and that's how things get started and created. And so what John's trying to have us see is that that Word that God spoke, that authored creation into existence, that Word is now becoming flesh to live among us. I don't know about you, Pastor Gary, but I love the way John starts off.
1: I think this is the unheralded Christmas story that we get from the Gospel of John because it it opens us up to understand everything that did just happen at Christmas, that chance of light to darkness and all that. And I love the way that John — you almost would say, John, you almost missed Christmas, almost, until that beautiful phrase that you talked about, the Word became flesh. I love that. So often when we think about the Word of God, we're thinking about simply the Bible. Here it is, this is the Word of God. And yet I loved what Martin Luther said about the Bible. Martin Luther said the Bible is not God. The Bible is like a manger, what holds God. I mean, right here, you'd sort of go, yeah, look at that. And when you open (laughs) it, it looks like a manger. So in here, Christ lives. And that's what I like about that. The Word became flesh. Well, the Bible does not become flesh, The Bible holds the truth Mm. of God being among us. And so when we hear that, that's what fills me with with such hope and wonder and excitement about that whole sense of the Word because I delve into the Word. It it lifts me up, It, it creates a new beginning in me. Every time I find something new in Scripture, I feel like I'm renewed in my relationship with God. But the fact that what happens here does not remain words on a page, mm. but God chooses to say, I will be more than words on a page to you. I will be one of you. The word became flesh and lived among us. And for that reason, we have a chance to understand God's glory at a whole new level.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and, and what's really powerful about all that you're saying there, too, all of those things about about God living among us, it's for us. It's very personal when we read it. And and there's that famous line towards the end of this gospel passage that I just read where it says that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And and that's the idea of God's glory, that God's glory is always brighter and stronger than whatever difficulty, darkness, bleakness we might be facing right now. And it's a very personal promise. God comes to us to overcome whatever personal struggles we might be facing, to shine brightly and bring glory to whatever difficulties we might be having. After the year we've just had, this gospel reading is hitting me in brand new ways. This is the last Sunday in 2020, and I'm really glad we made it. Uh, And I'm really glad for this personal promise from God to, to shine brightly in the midst of whatever might be going on. And so it's a reminder that we, that we can face it as well. Oftentimes we like to try and ignore whatever difficulties are going on or just kind of wish them away. And God says, no, 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 my power will shine even in the midst of that. It, it will overcome it. It, w- it will be brighter than whatever you are facing. And so on this last Sunday in 2020, I offer you those words of hope. We offer you these promises from the scriptures that are true and that are real and that are personal the light shines in the darkness whatever that might be for you this year and the darkness has not overcome it because that's how great that's how glorious that's how personal our god is amen
1: amen